Hey, Sam. Hey, Luke. What's, uh, what's wrong, buddy? I just watched the hit 2004 film Troy starring Brad Pitt and Eric Bana, but I don't know if it's accurate at all. Hey, we've all been there, friend. This has you pretty messed up, huh? Well, I have good news for you. Ah! Jesus! I'm a doctor. Of medicine? Even better, classics. And I have all the answers for your burning questions about myths, ancient Greco-Roman history, and the movies. Where can we get this incredible medicine? Over on the podcast, Greased Lightning. It's on all your favorite podcatchers. It will be the sweet ambrosia of the gods. New episodes every other Monday. Two words to me in three years of Bret Hart A sleek black sedan pulls into a gas station on a country road. A man wearing a cap, pulled down low, steps out of the car, and walks inside. Well, hi there, sir. How are you doing today? I'm, uh, I'm fine. Y'all enjoying this fine fall weather? Gotta love that foliage, as the scientists call it. Uh, yes, it's nice. What's bringing you around these parts? Don't get a lot of out-of-staters. Business. Hey, wait. Do I know you from somewhere? I feel like I've seen you before. Uh, nope. Never been around here before. I know that voice. Hot damn, you're that Tom Hanks fella. <sighs> you got me. What are you doing on a back road in Arkansas? I'm, uh, here for work, researching a new role. You're gonna play in Arky? Ooh, yeah, we need that. Yeah, real excited to dig into it. Though, I'm afraid I've gotten a bit turned around. See, I've got to meet with someone soon. Someone I've been anxious to see for some time now. Oh, of course. Uh, how, how can I help you? How do I get to Little Rock? Tom Hanks is walking towards his car when his phone rings. Hello? Sir, I have made it to Colorado. Good. Have you found him yet? No, sir, but I'm nearing Denver. And I will find him soon, I swear. Excellent. We'll have them soon. We'll finally have them. And what do we do then? Sir? 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 Goofs? Goofs or go. Dicks? Uh, go for dicks. Lizardmen. A lizard men are go. Tom Hanks? Tom Hanks is go. We are go for podcast. Hello and welcome <laughs> back to Hanksy Panksy, a podcast where two dumb idiot best friends fill themselves mind, body, and soul with space-based <laughs> video of a very cold and concerned Tom Hanks. I'm Sam Siegel, and I'm one of those dumb idiots. Oh, and I'm your crew cut commander back in Houston, uh, or Florida. I don't remember where it is. <laughs> I am Luke Patrick. And uh, this week, we watched 1995's Apollo 13 mere moments ago in a, in a first for Hanksy Panksy. Uh, and, uh, and Luke, how was your watch? Man, this is nuts to sort of clue the listeners in. <laughs> like, we've never done this before where we've watched a movie and then immediately cut into recording. Uh, man, it's a weird experience because, yeah. like... I feel like I just came out of the uh, sensory deprivation tank. Like I've just emerged from the the calming waters uh, straight into whatever <laughs> metaphor is appropriate <laughs> for this podcast. But the watch was good, dude. Like made dinner, watched a kick-ass movie about space starring Tom Hanks and a lot of people that we've seen from very recent movies, mm-hmm. uh, including yeah. Gary Sinise. No, dude, it was it was pretty great. But I understand that you. Really stuck to the mission procedures on this one, and I am fucking dying to hear how your watch was. Okay, so to clue the listeners in, for for quite some time now, I've been trying to figure out how I can take in this movie in a way that'll give me a new perspective on it. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I've seen Apollo 13 a number of times, 
uh, at this point, and I was like, I I need a new flavor uh, for Apollo 13. I I need to I need to figure out what to do. So um so I watched the movie up until uh, T minus 10 seconds for the launch, and that was at precisely 35 minutes and 10 seconds. I paused the movie. I left the room. I stripped down naked. <laughs> And I got into a hot bathtub. I then, I turned off all the lights and I sat in that tub for the remaining two hours of this movie. Oh, man. And and Luke, most people, they would be fine just leaving it at that. They would say, I've been in in the tub for two hours, that's it. No, not me, Luke. Mm. Because I did some research. I wanted to know what was the temperature in the Apollo capsule? <laughs> Wait, so at what I, at what point the temperature when? I wanted to know just kind of the general temperature in an Apollo capsule. Okay, I understand. Fortunately, I found a source that broke it down by each mission, uh, by the high, the low, and the average. Mm-hmm. Now Apollo thirteen, the low was forty three degrees. Mm. I cannot justifiably run my air conditioner to cool my room down to 43 degrees. (laughs) So what I did instead is I went by the average of most Apollo missions, and I did, well, I went a little below average, and so I did cool the room down to 62 degrees. Damn. Dude, I have questions, (laughs) but I'm going to fucking hold them until this this wild ride is finished, because I know there's more to this. Yeah, so, so I got... Again, it is pitch black except for the tablet that I'm watching this on. I get down as low in the water as I possibly can um, Mm -hmm. and still, you know, see it. So then I can get that full kind of weightless feeling. (laughs) And and Luke, it was it was remarkable. So, you know, the the scene where um, where like things start to fail and like everyone's getting really concerned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so at that point. The heat of the water really started to get to me, mm-hmm. and so I was just sweating profusely, <laughs> and I felt like I was I was in it with mm. these men. Um, I was I was all in. So I'm just sweating, and I'm like my heart is kind of pounding because I'm too hot. Um, I should also say that leading up to the launch, since I knew I was about to get into a bathtub for two hours. I did feel a lot of anxiety. I felt this like sort of uh, uh, spilkis, a, a nervous energy. Yeah. That uh, really, I mean, helped me get immersed into this film. Yeah, you'd think it would, um, my dude. I fuck. Yeah. So it gets better. So so I get all hot and sweaty, and then kind of around the time that uh, they start talking about how you know they had to power down the uh, the capsule and everything. And uh, and that it starts getting real cold in there. Well, at that point, uh, the heat had sort of worn off and had started to lose the battle against the ambient room temperature. <laughs> uh, so that water started to get somewhat chilly, not cold. Yeah, I did. I did consider turning on the cold water for the tub just to to really chill myself out. Yeah, um, you got to think about your family though. At that point, like- yeah, I opted not to do this. Um, so. So I continued to watch the movie, Weightless. Uh, it was it was a fascinating experience. And then uh, as they were getting ready for re-entry, I had the thought, well, they won't be weightless anymore. Mm. So I don't need to be weightless anymore. Sure. So Luke, the minute that uh, the they hit the sort of red plasma that's licking up the sides of that capsule, yeah, yeah. I did pull the drain on the tub. Uh, and just sat in the tub as it drained out. <laughs> like you're in the fucking South Pacific uh-huh. in a moist yeah. capsule floating and waiting for rescue. <laughs> Fuck me, dude. Hey, can I tell you the cackles that left me were not the sound of a healthy man? <laughs> <laughs> because the sensation of the weight, like sensation of weight returning to me, I felt like I was full of wet cement Jesus, uh, dude. It was, it was remarkable. Um, my wife heard me in a different room, um, <laughs> and I'm sure she grew concerned. And then I sat there naked and wet in a dark room watching the rest of this movie, randomly cackling. <laughs> and it was something. <laughs> 
fuck, dude? It was something loose. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not the same man that entered that tub. I can tell you that right now. Fuck. Um, tub time has changed you. <laughs> it did. I did have to. Uh, so, so the movie ends, and I'm left in a pitch black room. Uh, that, and I'm just wet and cold. And so I did have to text my wife, help. Uh, <laughs> For a number of reasons. Please yeah. help. So she came in and found me just cackling in the tub. Uh, and I'm I'm sure had some thoughts about just running running away forever. Yeah. Or refilling um, the tub and making you actual cement <laughs> and just ending it. Ending it all right there. Yeah. I Frankly... I highly recommend it. <laughs> well, okay. I'm going to ask my questions now because I feel like okay, we've yeah. reached a nice denouement here. Um, well, one, how was the experience as far as... Because it feels like you really timed this sort of Dark Side of the Moon re-Wizard of Oz style. Like you timed your weightlessness pretty expertly combined with the temperature as like your tub time temperature is decreasing. So is the temperature in the capsule in this movie like did it did it sync up was it genuinely a good experience hey so okay so so let me preface this by saying that my wife insisted that i that that i put add like the colloidal oatmeal to the bath so that it wouldn't dry my skin out and make Mm -hmm. me just one giant hive hey you do Um, suffer from eczema correct (laughs) oh it's very bad yes (laughs) (laughs) so so two hours in a tub is not what the doctor ordered i can tell you that right now so so that's why my wife was like no you're putting oatmeal in this fucking bath so you don't just come out like red and itchy just a fucking grape yeah (laughs) exactly so um so if you add some oatmeal to the bath i highly recommend it I have I've seen this movie again multiple times and I love it, but never have I been more immersed in the movie yeah. than I was as I was immersed in those rapidly chilling waters. Jesus, dude. Well, you know, I guess that answers all of my immediate concerns. Uh, I am extremely worried about you, especially the end part where you're <laughs> sitting in your fucking birthday suit with a tablet in the dark sitting in a tub. Watching a Tom Hanks movie, that is not the uh, adjusted behavior of a you know, upstanding member of society. Oh, no, it's definitely not the action of a healthy man. I, I did bring my notebook in there thinking that I would take notes this whole time <laughs> and then uh, quickly found out, hey, it's pitch fucking black in here. Yeah. I can't read my own handwriting. Yeah, um, you brought in the mission plan, which much like I this did. movie became kind of irrelevant pretty quick. So I have I have precisely one note that I took uh post 35 minutes and 10 seconds. Everything else, no notes. And weirdly it's written in blood and just says uh Atar <laughs> <laughs> a- will come, Atar will come over and over. It just says tub time, tub time. <laughs> um yeah, yeah, no, I highly recommend it. That's good, man. If I could tweak it in one way, it would be actually to to do it in a colder room. Mm. Interesting. Um, I think if the room were just slightly colder, I really could have nailed more of that like freezing to death mood yeah. of kind of the the back half of the film. Nice. Well, I do have a couple of quick programming notes. Uh, re-realism, which is that Sam, did you realize that we're also watching this on the thirteenth? I I did. Uh, when I I think it was Gary Sinise. Mm-hmm. Uh, was saying someone was like so the number 13 doesn't bother you and he's like only if it's on a friday and i was like oh shit (laughs) yeah so we're doing that and i believe this movie suggests i don't know if this is true that the explosion did also happen on a friday the 13th so oh did it i'm pretty sure and that may not be correct so you know folks at large please don't tweet at me i don't give a shit but yeah do um, not tweet at us about that. Yeah, but that's that's another uh, you know correlation here. And then also, much like the end of this movie, I am quite exhausted because this is a hanksy panksy after dark that after we're doing. Dark. Yeah, so we're just ticking a lot of boxes on the the <laughs> method 
uh, yeah. watching sort of aspect of this today. Dude, I am fucking proud of us. Yeah, you know, I think we've really pushed ourselves to some sort of limit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I think, uh, fuck, I hope it's going to be good. Oh, um, I'm pretty sure it will be, though. Unlike the, the chaps in Apollo 13, we are pushing ourselves to a limit for no real purpose. Oh, no, um, not, not even a little. Yeah. So, you know, normally this is the time that I would ask if you missed Tom, but uh, I, to part the kimono, we watched, I watched Forrest Gump yesterday. Mm, yep. So that's five hours of Tom in two days. And and we've also talked about retiring, uh, did you miss Tom? And and I've been thinking about this, Luke. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, we, we want to get Tom on the podcast with, yep. with hashtag, come on, Tom. Come on, Tom. Uh, and... Luke, what better way to use this time that we normally budget in our podcast for crafting a tweet to Tom? Mm, yeah. Okay. I'm into this. And then yeah. uh, for all you folks at home, you know, once we're finished here with this masterpiece that won't be Ransom Note-esque at all, uh, feel free to just <laughs> copy pasta. Just blast that right on it, Tom, please. Come on, Tom. Yeah, come on, Tom. Um. So what? what do we want to tell Tom? to uh to get him to be on our show yeah i think we need to keep it topical this week so maybe something about uh hanksy panksy is go uh peeing in space is go podcast question mark peeing in space is go (laughs) i'm typing this right now um okay i've got it i've got it okay okay um hanksy panksy's go peeing in space is go Tom Hanks uh being on our podcast <laughs> is go is go love hashtag it. come on Tom oh shit hold on I typed the wrong thing <laughs> please spell every part of that hashtag correctly yeah c o m e o n Tom mm-hmm we don't want to get our wires crossed here. So I am going to tweet out, Hanksy Panksy is go, peeing in space is go, Tom Hanks being on our podcast is go? Yes. Hashtag come on, Tom. Yes, yes, yes. Tweet is fucking go, dude. This is liftoff. Tweet off. is go. Mm. God, that feels All right. good. Hey, Hanksy Panksy after dark, uh, still still got that dangerous energy. Mm-hmm. We're a little fast and loose here tonight, <laughs> folks. On yeah, we after are. After dark. After dark, um, <laughs> Luke, we've been talking for fifteen minutes. Do you want to tell people about the? Plot? Yeah, I got you. I got you, my my friend. He's not heavy. He's my podcast co-host. <laughs> uh, tough time broke me. Yeah, tough time is uh, really rewiring your synapses today, my friend. Um, well, yeah, you know, sticking with the theme of now that we're kind of in some of the bigger movies, you know, I'm not going to go through the entire plot, but Apollo 13, if you haven't seen it or haven't heard of Apollo 13, somehow one, maybe read a book. <laughs> I don't mean to be yeah. mean, but um, yeah, one of the scrubbed Apollo missions, there was an explosion, uh, you know, three quarters of the way to the moon. And then um, NASA had to cobble together a bunch of ad hoc solutions to get them back. They used the lunar module to actually fly back to Earth and then the command module to re-enter. Um, pretty incredible story in this movie. It, it, it slaps ass. Like, it's so good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll do the, our review in a second. But, like, it does such a good job of showing just how fast everybody had to move and, you know, what the risks were mm-hmm. and what an incredible thing it is that basically... From the inky black void of space, we managed to retrieve three people with shoestrings and, like, you know, essentially a calculator watch. Um, yeah. It's pretty incredible. Plus, this time around, we get Gary Sinise again. Uh, Lieutenant Dan yeah. is back. Um, there's some other folks in here as well. My And also, this is our return, uh, Sam, I don't know if you noticed, to Ron Howard and Brian, uh, I get his name wrong, Brian Grazer? Grazer. Yes. Uh, from Splash, right? Yeah, so starting way back when with our first episode was our first outing with them. And then now we are finally back in uh, Ron Howard's nice, friendly, comforting hands uh, for this yeah. one. 20 episodes later, look how far we've come. Mm. Yeah, it feels like we've traveled far and also not at all sometimes. Yep. 
Um, but yeah, that's the plot of this movie. If you haven't seen it, it's I think we are in agreement this time. It is a genuinely fantastic movie, if a bit long, but it's so worth a watch. Yeah, uh, in a tub or not, watch mm-hmm. this movie. Yeah, so good, especially for the three bucks or whatever it's going to cost you to to rent this bad boy. Mm-hmm. I would I would fire it up for sure. Oh, absolutely. So yeah, I mean, I I a hundred percent agree with you. This is I think my favorite movie of what we've seen so far. Oh yeah, you know what? For well, as as a film, because there are other ones that I kind of prefer based on our experience watching them, like The Burbs or Joe versus the Volcano. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, but as far as like movies that in no way hurt us and were genuinely good to watch, <laughs> it didn't feel like a chore this week. This movie beats a lot of space ass, my friend. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've been excited about this movie for weeks and mm-hmm. not just because I was going to watch it weightless in a tub. Yeah. Um. Although that's a, that's a reason to be excited. Oh, yeah. I just I I love this movie, mm-hmm. um, because I I think it like nails the the tension even even though like if you knew about it beforehand you know they don't die yeah um but like the the tension is great and like seeing like how hard people had to work to mm-hmm. to solve the the problems and and the ingenuity involved with that like when they had to come up with the CO two filter mm-hmm. and and it's like we've got duct tape in a plastic bag yeah in a make sock. it happen we're gonna take yeah. essentially the contents of uh, one quarter of a dorm room and then make a thing exactly. that will suck up enough CO two to save three grown ass astronauts it's and that man it's fucking incredible and the movie really does a fantastic job of showing you exactly how fucking harebrained all these ideas were but also so well thought out. Which is uh, yeah. how I try to live my life. Yeah, I mean, it's it's so fucking good. Though, I'll say, I noticed a lot of things this time that I have not noticed in the past. Mm, well, hit me with those, uh, you know, hot and readies. I think it would be the fact, uh, the first one w- was that Kevin Bacon fucks. <laughs> yes, he does, he, my friend. He literally starts out the movie, and it might be the first line of the movie, mm-hmm. is is him saying like, talking about penetration yeah with this uh, woman and it, what was the apparatus is it the lunar module he's describing some part yes. of the rocket yeah he's talking about uh when the the command module separates kind of kind of after they've gotten into orbit mm-hmm. it separates it turns around it goes back docks with the lunar module and then uh that kind of all goes to the moon yeah um so he's talking about how it penetrates the lunar module mm-hmm. with its apparatus, uh, and he's got a beer can, a beer bottle, and a and a glass. Yeah, and he's just like showing, and he's like, "Say this beer bottle's me, and this this glass is you." And mm-hmm. he's like, "Blah blah blah," <laughs> uh, <laughs> and he's like, "We could fuck like this," and uh, and God, I loved it. Yeah, and hey, real quick, I mean, we are a sex positive podcast. We are here uh, to. Respect the fact that gender and sex are totally a spectrum. But if if your situation looks exactly like a beer bottle and a wide mouth glass, uh, seek help because yeah, I don't go to a, a <laughs> your primary care provider I'm, and say help. Please. Yeah, I'm pretty concerned that you're not actually human because um, that's that's something. Uh, but yeah, dude, from the beginning of this movie, they very much, because that's Swaggart, right? One of the guys in the yeah. capsule? Yeah. Yeah, Jack Swaggart, who uh, who was elected to Congress from your state of uh, Colorado. Yeah, that did catch me off guard towards the end. I had to look it up. But, you know, we got a lot of astronauts around these parts, because uh, I got to tell you, man, before the weed, there wasn't a ton to do. the people of colorado would rather go to space than stay in colorado (laughs) i mean you got nothing to do but look at stars uh (laughs) yeah it's it's rough out here but yeah i really enjoyed their portrayal of him because basically they they talk about how he's the bachelor astronaut and uh i guess he does indeed fuck uh god he does but they kind of make that his only thing and dude's an astronaut like surely he's got other stuff going on I, I do think it's interesting that this movie like portrays everyone as just like as the the people in space is like sort of the dumb jocks of NASA and it's like all these people are far smarter than I could ever hope to be mm-hmm. and like at one point uh Tom Hanks and Bill Paxton are joking about how Bill Paxton got chlamydia from fucking 
Kevin Bacon on the spaceship. Yeah. And it's just like, God damn it, people. He's an astronaut. Yeah. This is a man of letters to at least some degree. But no, he was he was great. Also, did you notice that uh, Ron Howard's brother, Clint Howard, is in here? And I it's still a, a immense, a galactic leap to see that they're related. But, uh, you know, man was in here. Uh, I didn't know Ron Howard had a brother. Mm-hmm. Yep. Who's, yep. Yep. Who the fuck is Clint Howard? Clint Howard, my friend. And he was in this movie. He was the, I forget what branch he is, but he's the guy with the, the balding dude with the glasses who's a little bit more pessimistic about everything. Oh, the one who had kind of towards the beginning was like, I think it's just an instrument problem. Yes, exactly. And then later what? is like talking about odds. Yeah, it's. Science has no explanation. I mean, they're both incredibly talented actors, but you just look at them and you think, man. That's that's not the same. No. Yeah. No, their parent <laughs> is different in there somewhere. <laughs> it's hard to parse. Um, but yeah, he's up in here too. We get to see What's-His-Face from Sleepless in Seattle. We got Bill Paxton back in the mix. Yeah. Uh, not to be confused with Bill Pullman. Yeah. Uh, but I always do. Yeah. Um, was he in Sleepless in Seattle or am I thinking of Bill Pullman? Frankly, I could not tell you. Mm. I think. Wait, I think it was Pullman. Oh, I think it was as well. Yeah, they're definitely different face shapes. Well, folks, after dark, you know, none and, of our facts you know, are accurate. One of us was in a tub for two hours. Cut us some slack. <laughs> um, yeah, I fucking loved Gary Sinise, mm. who also in this movie could not catch a break. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And uh, let's see. Oh, 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 oh. Um, so, you know, one of the uh, mission control guys wearing a suit, kind of tall and lanky, and he had a southern accent? Mm-hmm. Uh, did you happen to recognize him? I did, but I don't, I don't know who he is, but I very much want to know. Okay, he was George Clooney's, like, ex-wife's fiancé in Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Holy shit dude he's bona fide he's bona fide he's bona fide and he's up at nasa doing stuff yeah the and because once i clocked it all i could think is that's my fiance <laughs> he's bona fide fuck he's dude bona fide that is a legendary connection and i really appreciate you <laughs> fixing that for me because i did scroll through the cast list but wasn't finding what i was looking for so um, hey, look, I couldn't take notes, so, uh, you know, whatever connections I did make were nebulous at best. Yeah, very true. Hey, I also noticed, while we're talking about obscurity here, uh, uh-huh. at the very end of this movie, when they're waiting for Splashdown, um, uh-huh. Splash, there's our connection, Conspiracy Closet. Hey. Um, <laughs> the priest that's there, I believe he's dressed as a Catholic priest, but he's definitely wearing a wedding ring, so somebody in fucking props. Huh. Huh. Better hope he's like Episcopalian <laughs> or something, but I don't think I don't think they do that. So I don't think they've got that get up. Um, someone needs to alert the Pope because <laughs> uh, because someone has broken a rule or two. I would yeah, say a hundred percent. Just a quick quick little grab there that I saw. You know, shit happens sometimes. You leave a coffee cup in the middle of your filming, but uh. Okay, so uh, so a couple other things. Did you notice Tom doing a German accent? Yes. When he's talking to, I assume that the scientist that's helping him get ready for launch is German, or this is just a very, very weird thing that they do together. Yeah. I mean, I won't lie. My first thought was, oh, one of those Nazi rocket scientists. (laughs) Werner von Braun in here. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's plausible. That was half of NASA back in the day was, you know, German expatriates. So, yes. you know, it's possible. Uh, hey, they got him to the moon. And in this case, they got him close to the moon and then back with a lot of peril included. There you go. Uh, I did. I But I loved his. I love Tom's German accent. Mm, yeah. Do you think we'll get to see more of that in the future? God, I hope so. You know, we don't see a lot of accent work from this guy mm, yeah. uh, thus far, but what we have seen has been pretty good. Yeah, and I know from interviews that he does a pretty bang-on English one. So, oh, does uh, he? Yeah, the man's does got he? a gift. Does he? He does, mate. He's having a giggle. So, <laughs> you know, maybe we'll get to see some of that in the future with some randos 
you know, helping him put on his piss suit. That'd be pretty great. Yeah, you know, it would be wonderful. Hey, dude, uh, I just realized. Uh, sh- shut shut the podcast down briefly. Okay. Okay, so no goofs. Um, no goofs. We got to watch Tom P. again. Yeah. Again, so we're starting to come across, like, I guess some motifs in mm-hmm. his career. And it's him pissing and uncomfortable boob touches. Yeah. And neither of these are good developments, folks. And he's in a fucking stranded boat again, like Castaway. God damn it. What the fuck, dude? But hang on. Let's... The P part of this is really starting to concern me because the number of times that I have seen Tom P on screen and the number of times I expected to see Tom P on screen... Uh, you know, we're now There's very much in the wide positives. gulf. Yeah. Yeah. Did not look when we started this podcast. I don't think either of us thought we were going to be talking about Tom's dick as much as we have. <laughs> um, and dick the things go. that emit from it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but hot damn, you know, it has become a verifiable segment of our podcast now. Yeah. And God damn it, Tom. And, and the, the people who direct you, why does this keep happening? Yeah, it does make you concerned. But anyway, we can mm-hmm. we can bring jokes back into the podcast now. I just needed to really kind of circle and underline that in our text as we as we oh, move forward. Yeah, I'm I'm glad you brought it to our attention. Yeah. Um. Hey, so when Tom was talking about like how Neil Armstrong had really done some awesome shit. And he said uh, he compared him to Christopher Columbus and Charles Lindbergh. Mm-hmm. Ooh. <laughs> you know, just a Nazi and, uh, you know, a genocidal fuckhead. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's, that's real bad company for Neil. Mm-hmm. They, as far as I understand it, pretty upstanding dude. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, time progresses and uh, fuck both of those other people on the list. Yeah, yeah. Uh, fuck them fuck forever. Yep. With a piss tube, or sorry, a relief tube, I believe is what they call it. Yes. Uh, Thank you, yeah. Luke. Yeah, yeah. A relief tube. So do you have a favorite moment from the movie? Uh, do I? Yeah. Shit, dude. That one's hard. <laughs> There's some really good yeah. ones. Honestly, I think my favorite part of this film is when Matt Damon uh, is told by ground control... Uh, you know, how to properly grow the, the potatoes or like he makes first contact again after growing mm-hmm. the potatoes. It's yes. probably my favorite part of this movie just because it's so heartwarming to have him, you know, get contact on Mars again after months uh, of being away. Um, yeah. Now, now, Luke, I, I know what you're doing, but mm-hmm. I do need the audience to know that you are just talking about the other excellent stranded a space person movie the martian oh shit was i talking about the martian yeah mm, I'm, oh i'm sorry let me let me try again so i think my favorite part of this movie is when matt damon rides the command module up to the ship that has uh gotten a free uh a free transfer to come collect him uh, nope nope <laughs> that's still the martian <laughs> it's just later on in the martian luke also um I'm going to quibble with your Martian reference because, Luke, no one helped that man learn to grow potatoes. I know. I said it he, and then realized. He did it himself because he's a fucking botanist. He's a botanist. Man, the shameful part is that, one, I really couldn't stop thinking about the Martian during this movie because I think we are <laughs> slightly different in that I have seen the Martian a disturbing amount of times. Like, Oh, no, if I've I'm, seen it a lot. Yeah, if I'm hanging out, the Martian is going up. Um, I want to see Matt Damon make shit potatoes. Um, and I am ashamed because that was a pretty balling out moment uh, of that movie, the shit potatoes. Yeah. I, well, what I'll say is I'm a little disappointed because now it means Matt Damon will never be on our podcast. Mm, yeah, he's been bumped for Tom Hanks. A wackity schmackity do. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> hey, bud. A nice um, Patton Oswalt deep cut. <laughs> Uh, coming to you from Hanksy Panksy after dark. After dark. Well, but I derailed that. What? What's your favorite? I genuinely am curious in what your favorite part of this movie is. So, I mean, I I think in general it is it is the the problem solving aspect of the movie. Hmm. Um, 
and uh i i do also love them uh ripping off like the the like biometric reading mm-hmm. stuff but this watch one thing stood out to me and it kind of stuck with me and i have no idea why mm, okay um so tom is at home and he comes home, uh, and he's just found out that he's going to be on uh, uh, command for Apollo 13. And um, his daughter is, like, trying on a Halloween costume. Mm-hmm. And, and there's, like, some drama about that. And, and the mom is saying, like, no, you absolutely cannot go out wearing that outfit. And then Tom comes home, and uh, he, he passes by. And then his daughter is like, uh, Dad, can I wear this? And he goes, sure. And then his wife is like, Jim and he goes no <laughs> and I don't know why but it fuck got me this time I think it's because you've been conditioned from watching so many of his more domestic roles that now you just have a Pavlovian response to Tom in a uh, high energy domestic situation like the burbs uh, or bachelor party you know it's a it's probably a good theory because I I do now just expect him in that like suburban dad role yeah 100% well that was pretty great, and if I had to pick a part, it's probably the CO2 filter when uh, Donald Glover tells them the new trajectory that will, no. in fact, save <laughs> Matt no, look, That's still just the Martian. <laughs> still still just the Martian that you're talking about, and, and we do love that movie, and when we do a Matt Damon season, yeah. we can get all of that out. That's fair. That's going to be a long episode. That's all I'm saying. i got a lot of favorites. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's so fucking good. One last note. Mm-hmm. You know when they're in the simulator with Kevin Bacon for like the first time and it starts spinning mm-hmm. and the, the G-reader keeps going? Yeah, yeah. And they get up to 12 Gs. Hey, that's a and lot like, of Gs, right? Yeah, I, I wrote they're paced. <laughs> you get up to 12 Gs, you're just a, you, you're jelly. Yeah, you're fucking Marmite at that point. Yeah, you've been jelly jammed up there. <laughs> uh, so, And they were like, oh, you goofed it up a little. And it's like, no, he pasted you. Yeah, no uh, one's but... walking away from that mission. Get the Hoover for sure. <laughs> no, no you, open, you open that hatch and they just sort of spill out. Yeah, you hate to see that. Yeah, hate to see it. Oh, Ed Harris was in this. Ed yeah. Harris, everyone. <laughs> what What a guy. We gotta stop um, doing these so late. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, um, Luke, uh, I hear they actually just built a, a new branch of the Hanks Bank on the moon. Mm. Um, would you like to come with me? Yeah, let's go to the Sea of Tranquility. Let's go. Conspiracy Closet. <laughs> No intro, no no trunk that I'm being shoved into this time. Luke, I have thrown uh, an old sock mm. over your head and and pulled you into a dank closet that's far <laughs> too cold and and you can see just our puffs of breath as I as I light the candle between us. Mm. Uh and you are now in the conspiracy closet. Hell yeah, dude, that's what I needed. You can't just, you gotta give me a little bit of conspiracy foreplay. I gotta get into this space. Well, see, Luke, I have to ambush you mm, and drag true. you into the closet. Yeah, it's uh, not, you know, these are the the agreements that we've come to vis-a-vis this uh, <laughs> sort of masochistic uh, experience. This is our, our yeah. conspiracy session, if you will. Yes, absolutely. Nice. I've got my conspiracy jeans on, mm-hmm. and uh, and I'm ready to <laughs> conspiracy all over you. I'm so excited. Lay it on me, my friend. Okay, so um, there are three details in this movie that that are questionable at best. Mm, so excited. One, Tom Hanks, towards the beginning of this film, covers up the moon with his thumb, seems a little puzzled, and then uncovers it mm-hmm. as he's looking at it. And and he does this again with the earth. Yes, yes, yes. And it's this sort of like puzzlement, but also like he looks bemused, mm. doesn't he? Yeah, oh, for sure. This, that is accurately described to the letter. I think that this is Tom wondering if he will eliminate these heavenly bodies. Mm. So you're saying... It's like when somebody frames a shot like with their fingers, you know, like makes a rectangle. You're you're saying that he's 
trying to experience this eventuality. I think he's a little bit, yes, absolutely. But I think it's also like, I could destroy it. Mm, okay. Maybe I won't. I got you. Yeah, so so I do think he has this ability. And maybe it's something that would come from, from sort of the capital ship of the intergalactic lizard people. Mm. And that it would just be his order. He would say, eliminate the moon. And they'd fire that sort of Death Star laser. <laughs> gone. No more moon. <laughs> and uh, And he doesn't have to cover it up with his thumb anymore. Yeah, Who knows? that makes sense. Uh, and then here's the other detail. It, towards the end of the movie, Tom is explaining what the malfunction was in Apollo 13. Mm-hmm. And it was a coil that was defective in, in one of the oxygen tanks. And then it was made two years before he was made commander. Mm. And Luke, last week we talked about the mysterious benefactor mm. who seems to be controlling Tom. I think that for one reason or another, this benefactor did not want Tom to come to the moon at that particular time in 1970. I got you. The, uh, we've previously named them the Illuminipli, but we very much need a new name for those folks, uh, whoever they are. Yeah, because uh, no nipples in this one. Yeah, it's true. So, very little nipple play. No, almost none, some could say. <laughs> But yeah, so I think this is the work of that mysterious benefactor who is who knew ahead of time. Okay. That that Tom Hanks, uh, Jim Lovell, uh, as as he's called in this film, mm-hmm. was going to be made commander. I think this benefactor put everything in place. Had the other commander uh, originally scheduled to be on Apollo thirteen, gave him an ear infection, mm. uh, and then made made Jim Lovell Tom Hanks. Uh, become the the sort of second string commander, uh, and and I I I think he knew that that Tom could get Kevin Bacon and Bill Paxton home, but he didn't want them to get to the moon. Yeah, and I don't know why that is, but there was some sort of activity happening in April of 1970 on the moon. Mm. Man, I love it. I like that we're. It's like we've added some more string. To the the cork board, but we just don't quite know the direction yet. But it involves the moon, probably the exact location they kept mentioning that I should remember because I saw this movie not even an hour ago. Uh, yeah, I never fully caught it. It sounded like Frau Geburtstag, but that's just <laughs> Mrs. Birthday. <laughs> Frau um, Geburtstag is what it is called. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna touch down in Frau Geburtstag. Oh man, that's good. Yeah, so um, I've I've put out the candle just with my bare fingers mm. and uh, shoved you out of the closet. Damn, I'm always impressed when people can do that because I am way too scared. So, sir, you are uh, really wheeling and doing some heavy conspiracies if you got that kind of energy. Hey, it's because I'm still wet from the tub. <laughs> tub time. Well, now that we're out of the closet, Sam, I uh, out of the conspiracy closet, I do have uh, an idea for you, and it's a sequel to Apollo 13. Oh, yeah. Yes. Fuck, I don't know how you're going to do this, but holy shit, am I interested in it. Yeah, so I know that you're over there thinking, sequel? Well, this was a historical event, and it was pretty tragic, uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, a near miss, as it were. How how on earth is Luke going to spin a sequel with Sam? That's because what I'm pitching to you is Apollo Beach 2013. Now, okay. <laughs> here's what's going to happen in Apollo Beach. What was his name again? The actual dude that Tom Hanks plays or Tom Hanks is, uh, yeah, as established in Conspiracy Corner. Jim Lovell. Jim Lovell. So Jim Lovell is a resident at a nursing home in Apollo Beach, Florida <laughs> in 2013. Now, whether or not Jim thinks he's still an astronaut and possibly going to the moon is up for grabs. But either way. Everything that can go catastrophically wrong in a nursing home is gonna fucking happen. So maybe his neighbors, uh, you know, misprescribed <laughs> some heavy ass sedatives and or cocaine instead of their usual heart medication. Oh, fuck yeah. Uh, maybe every, uh, you know, latrine is suddenly backed up. Uh, you know, there's uh, a, his mm-hmm. his golf cart has nitrous. <laughs> yes. Um, all his golf clubs have been replaced by snakes. 
fuck the annual fundraiser is canceled uh because the cable people burnt down half the building trying to bring <laughs> hbo back like oh my god <laughs> it's essentially an adam sandler movie but his uh his tapioca pudding is rice pudding oh <laughs> you know what now that we're saying it i do think it works better if he still believes he's an astronaut um <laughs> so the entire time so he gets the rice pudding and he's just like houston we have a problem and then <laughs> nobody answers <laughs> we stay on that shot for five minutes of him just sitting so, there oh god it's so good who's who's playing jim lovell i think it's still I, tom hanks oh okay because i had an idea mm, okay yeah yeah um, let's let's workshop this thing we got budget to blow okay because i i think tom hanks could be good for it mm-hmm. but i do know if one old actor who does seem to take literally any garbage role that uh comes his way these days oh say and it. that would say it sam robert de niro yes it would be <laughs> fuck dude i knew exactly where you were going with that robert de niro is jim lovell in apollo beach 13 <laughs> fuck yeah <laughs> apollo beach 2013 it's fucking dirty grandpa up in here folks everything's going wrong it's just, it's just dirty grandpa <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> His duvets have been replaced by chipmunks. What the fuck is happening? <laughs> oh my god. Yes, this is what we need. Oh my god. His uh his toupee is a raccoon. <laughs> <laughs> One that's addicted to pills. <laughs> yes. Fuck yeah, his, dude. His Wheaties are Weedabix. Oh. Oh. I also think it'd be fun if he was expecting some kind of uh, blast off. So maybe he's got a riding lawnmower that he's working on when the grounds crew aren't looking that he's like kitted out to look like a rocket. Um, so <laughs> he's the... painted with like the sort of Apollo, um, mm-hmm. like the Saturn V color scheme. Yeah. So the final shot is sort of him uh, riding it, sh- shouting uh, mission is go as he slides into the retaining pond that's in the back of uh, the nursing home. I I love that. Can I tweak it just slightly? Oh hell yeah, dude! Please. Okay, he has strapped a Jado rocket to it. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Robert De Niro is what's selling this for me. Honestly, as we're thinking about it, that was a good call. Uh, thank you. Hey, look, I can tell you right now, if he ever hears this, he'll take the role even though it doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. Well, it will at that point, I feel like. That's some real <laughs> yeah. real muscle behind it. Well, that's my pitch for Apollo Beach 13. <laughs> so. Well, I will absolutely fucking green light that one. Mm. Thank um, you, sir. We, we need that in 2020. And that's not just tub time and hanksy panksy after dark <laughs> talking. Um, I, th- I think that's a real winner. Yeah. Um, uh, coming straight to HBO Max and nowhere else. Uh, it's Apollo Beach 2013. <laughs> exactly. Well, Luke. Mm-hmm. Let's let's talk the future here. Yes, please. Uh, next week we're watching 1995's Toy Story. Oh man, a big one. Yeah. Look at the size of this fish. A buck wild stretch of movies because it's Forrest Gump, Apollo 13, and Toy Story. And if that's not Tom Hanks's career all bundled up in mm. three movies, I don't know what is. Yeah, two with Gary Sinise and one with uh, uh, what's Tim his face? Allen? Tim Allen. Yeah, thank you, sir. Yeah, um, what a wild ride. And honestly, now that we've kind of done them in conjunction or will have done them in conjunction, um, man, what a fucking spread for anybody to sort of bang out yeah. within the space of a couple of years. So we've both seen Toy Story, mm-hmm. um, so we can't guess at what the movie's going to be about. But if you were just judging from the name, what would you think Toy Story's about? Mm. Man, I'm going to say this now because I don't think it's going to be the right energy for a Toy Story record, but I am fascinated by the concept of how sex toys are interacted with in the Toy Story universe. <laughs> oh, no. So I... <laughs> um, so I kind of think it's like a Werner Herzog film 
The same. Everything's <laughs> the same. The art style is the same. It's animated. All the same people are here. But it's such a deep exploration of what it is like to be a sex toy and how oh, they God. operate. Um, <laughs> I can, Luke, I can already imagine the flashlight that's just going to be this like, oh, God, please, no more. No, please. Help, I help me. No. Oh, God, no. <laughs> Fuck it. Whoever we had cast for the fleshlight, I'm now replacing them with you. Uh, I think you got the part. But yeah, that's thank you. That's uh, to quote Forrest Gump. That's all I have to say about that. I think so. Sam, what do you what do you think Toy Story should be? Well, it's not as good as your idea. I'll tell you that up front. Um, mm. I think it is the um, a cr- sort of chronicle of a child's toy mm. it is pa- as it's passed down through uh, generations of mm. the same family. Um, so it kind of captures uh, different sort of tumultuous periods in history as seen through the eyes of this toy. Gotcha. Um, and the, the children as they react to maybe uh, the world wars or the Victorian era mm-hmm. or uh, the Industrial Revolution just as they kind of talk to their toy about what they're going through and, and what this toy experiences. I got you. Well, Sam, once again, you've kind of nailed the plot of Cloud Atlas with some minor variations. <laughs> what Did the you fuck mean is to do this that movie? <laughs> no, Luke, I still don't know what Cloud Atlas fucking is, and I'm terrified that we will eventually watch it. Oh, we will, for sure, dude. Tom Hanks is a starring member of that ensemble. Oh, and, uh... <laughs> I know we're watching it. I'm terrified about what it's about because apparently I know it already. It just doesn't make any sense because every time I've pitched this, it's with the idea that this is a terrible fucking movie concept. <laughs> I mean, with some minor tweaks, you're once again waiting in that side of the pool. So uh, looking forward to that day. Well, hot shit. I am disappointed that next week's movie is not actually a movie about personified sex toys because <laughs> holy shit, that would be good. And Hollywood or uh, I, whatever porno Hollywood is, um, <laughs> you got to make this if yeah. you haven't already. Put up the um, Kickstarter. I'm here with my bags of money, please. Yeah, and I'll, you, I'm not even sure you have to pay me. I'll play the flashlight. Mm, yeah. I'll, I'll voice it. For sure. Maybe I'll be an angsty butt plug. Ooh, yeah. Fuck yeah. That yeah. God damn it. Luke, <laughs> that's too good a character. <laughs> that's so good. Um, anyway, um, thank you for, for listening to another episode of Hanksy Panksy. Between episodes, why don't you check us out on Facebook at uh, just Hanksy Panksy Podcast or find us on Twitter at Hanksy Panksy or you can find us on Instagram at Hanksy Panksy Pod. And you can drop us an email at hanksypanksypod at gmail.com. You can also uh, check out uh, Ryan Boyd, who who did our fucking amazing intro music. And you can find them at uh, Ryan Droid, D-R-O-Y-D, on Twitter. Uh, And Luke, do you have a final quote for us? I do indeed. This is said by Tom Hanks as they eject their waste, and it is... There it goes, the constellation <laughs> urine. <laughs> it's so good and so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Well, folks, thanks for listening to another episode of Hanksy Panksy. Uh, we'll be back next week uh, with 1995's Toy Story. Also, do tweet at Tom. Come on, Tom. Come on, Tom. <laughs>